This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you can learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to the Wednesday War Games episode 14. Liam, AW Dynamite is terrible. Discuss. End it. It's all over. The experiment's done. Close the TW game. I hate I hate this show. I like I'm I'm so bummed at how bad this we're not even we're not doing banter. We're not doing building up. We're not burning the lead. This show sucked, Liam. And NXT is fine. We'll get to NXT in the back half of the show. Wrestling stinks. All Elite Wrestling aired an episode of Monday Night Raw on TNT this Wednesday, and it sucked. I'm like, I just, I don't know. What are they doing? That's the thing. If you look at the Dark Order segment before Christmas, I can understand what they were doing. You know, the heel stable attacked all the baby faces. They get heat, they get over. I understand the logic of that segment. You look at that Brandy Rhodes bullshit, and if anybody looked at that on paper, any of the supposedly smart minds in this company, if any of those people looked at that on paper and said, yes, this is what this match needs, this is what our audience wants out of this match and this product, shut the company down right now, there's no point. It's done. The thing is, though, it's like, not only was it bad, it was made, what made it even worse was the match was good! They were wrestling! They were doing the good wrestling! That that legitimately makes it worse, because that's just bullshit Russo TNA then, isn't it? It's like they have AJ Styles, but they can't get out of his way. That's that's more frustrating than, like, if, if everything was dog shit and the wrestlers were bad and the wrestling was bad and the angles were bad, I'd be like, oh, that's all bad. Who gives a crap? But you have Riho and Chris Statlander in there having as, as good of a match as they can humanly possibly have, and you just drag them down at every single possible turn. So, uh, screw the opener. Kenny Omega and Hangman Page beat Private Party. The match was decent. Um, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> I liked the progression of Page's character... Neville's stupid. He's Neville now. That's what it is. He's Neville now, man. He's beaten. Yeah, he's beaten up Nakazawa backstage. He kidnapped him two weeks ago. He's surely Kenny would put bodyguards on him at this stage. Or like Nakazawa's a pro wrestler. Just defend yourself. Stop going to shows, and I don't like Hangman Page. I, I would, I, I would have no problem with Hangman Page if, like, every character on the show wasn't a goof, and now he's a cartoon character drunk. And it's like everyone's a goof, apparently. Fine, everyone's a cartoon character. He drinks goof. after the wrestling, not before. He's just a drunk. That's that's his character. Woo, that's Hangman Page. Let's Got take it. him seriously. But yeah, Rio and Chris Statlander had a, as good a match as they could humanly possibly have within the constraints, and they were considerable of the booking. Like, like you were, you were in utterly miserable just based on Brandy Rhodes on commentary. Never mind everything. She's so ba- the problem with Brandy Rhodes is this character has legs. It has potential. A cult leader, this kind of deal, where she's got like connections directly to the booking. That's kind of cool. But she has no acting ability whatsoever, so she can't pull it off. And like, the, like the Brandy Rhodes character was fine before this. Like she cut good promos as like 
the, the kind of underdog babyface thing she was doing. She was good at that. And this is just... I don't know who this is for. Actually, no, I do know who this is for. This is for Brandy Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes alone. But other than that, they're like, say no to her. This is nonsense. They're like, she sat there on commentary, burying this match the entire time. The announcers wanted none of it. They wanted none of her. Like, she did this weird bit about Excalibur and his mask. While freaking Creo and Chris Statlander were having a match. And, like, Raw isn't this bad these days. During a title match. A title match that they built up for freaking four weeks nearly at this stage. <laughs> Like, the thing that really annoyed me about that one is, like, up until this point, I think title matches have had reverence. I think if there was a title match, it felt like a big deal. But then this title match started with Brandy saying she would rather go to sleep. She put people to sleep on counter, I'll tell you that much. So yeah, these Fucking two, these got two, her! These two tried to have their match, and then Brandy Rhodes came to ringside with her gope, dopey clown crew, and the match Mel. just... I like the the utter farce, Liam. The utter farce that was the entire debut of what's his, I don't even remember the name of the Japanese. Dr. Fucking Luther. <laughs> Luther. Who good, the fuck is that guy? <laughs> good friend of Chris Jericho. That's who that guy is. Uh, speaking of nepotism, this whole angle is nepotism. But yeah, Brandy Rhodes, uh, for the whole time, like Dr. Luther debuts, they all walk to ringside. They do like a four on one attack on Chris Statlander. And the whole time, the referee, I thought the match was over. I thought they did like the phantom Rio and referee disappear yeah. thing. No, they didn't. They The referee just happened never to look back at freaking Chris Statlander for a good two busy. minutes. It's so stupid. It's just stupid pro wrestling bullshit that you'd expect out of Monday Night Raw and you don't expect out of All Elite Wrestling. And like, I honestly, I, I say that, you don't expect out of All Elite Wrestling. What the hell do you expect out of All Elite Wrestling these days? I What don't is this know. company supposed to be? What are they trying to give us? What are they trying to present to us? We talked about identity with NXT like six weeks ago. What is AEW's identity anymore? It's just, it's raw. This was raw. <laughs> It's not the alternative. <laughs> it's just a different kind of Raw. And that wasn't even the end of it. Then Rio and Statlander got back in the ring and continued, Liam. They continued to have a pretty that good wrestling match. That was very weird. But it was weird. <laughs> while, every, while the other four were still around ringside, they continued to have a pretty good wrestling match. And then there was another shitty distraction finish and Rio won. And I'm just like, fuck this. This company, like, what are you doing? What, as I said, uh, who is this meant to be for? Who looks at this and says, this is the alternative people want? Uh, I, I'm baffled. I'm absolutely baffled as to, like, who signs off on this. Between the, what is it, six Brandy people, five people? Brandy signs off on this. <laughs> <sighs> Brandy and Kenneth. The two responsible. I don't even think this is Kenneth. This is just Brandy. Do you think Kenneth I wanted to do this to Joshi. Rio? Probably. He loves it. He thinks this is great. I doubt it. I really doubt it. I think it's was like, if Brandy didn't sound like she was just talking in a normal Brandy presenter voice the entire time, I could maybe buy some of it, but she doesn't sound genuine in the slightest. She's acting. And she's acting very, very badly. She's distinctly acting. She's stilted. Uh, it's just, this was... This was one of the worst segments I've seen on pro wrestling television in a very long time. This was the worst segment of the Wednesday Night Wars by an absolute bloody landslide. And as I said, made all the worse that it was Rio versus Chris Stantliner. Do you know what thought I had on Wednesday afternoon, Liam? I know. No, don't say it. You know, they should really main event with Rio against Chris Statlander. Uh... 
That's like they should have just done a better match. That's a thought that went through my head on Wednesday afternoon. It's like I was looking up and down the card, and like that should be their main event. They've been building that for a good like four weeks since December eighteenth or whatever it was. Whenever we or whenever Satellite became number one contender, it's like put it in the main event, (sighs) make a statement, and they sure as hell made a statement. And then like after all of it was done. They decided to rehash one of their most disliked and disapproved disapproval isn't even a word. I'm fired up. Um, moments when they had Excal- Excalibur basically do the entire butcher and the blade. That's them shtick again. <laughs> and the commentary was like, eh? and he's like, eh? uh, Doctor Luther. Doctor Luther. Japanese deathmatch wrestling legend or whatever. Someone updated their his Wikipedia page with that. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I wish it was June Kasai. Well, is he friends with Chris Jericho? Maybe. There was an attack after the match. Who cares? Who honestly cares? Like, who cares about any of this? <laughs> uh, welcome welcome to the so, depression hour. This is, this is just an hour. How, how was your week, guys? Sammy Guevara and Christopher Daniels. This, like, honestly, as bad as that was, this compounded it. Because, like, that was an utter nightmare of a segment. And then Daniels and Sammy are having a pretty darn mediocre wrestling match. (laughs) And Pentagon walks out in the ramp. And they do, like, every shitty WWE distraction finish in the history of WWE that, like, again, who signed off on this? Who's like, yeah, we'll do the Pentagon will walk out, Daniels will go, whoa, and Sammy will pin him. And it's just the nonsense that you see on Raw every week, back to back with the nonsense we just saw there, where like they did two recruitment angles back to back, where we had we had the, the payoff of the Statlander recruitment, as well as Daniels being recruited. We had two attack and saves back to back, where the Nightmare Collective attacked, and uh, Shida and Swole and some other people made the save. And like we had two distraction finishes back to back, where uh, Statlander was distracted by Brandy and company and uh, Daniels was distracted by Pentagon and it's like again what is this company like what are they doing is there no one like looking at the run sheet and going hey this is all the same well, this was two of, two, of three, this? two of three <laughs> recruitment angles on this show Lee, and we still had a main event recruitment angle to come oh, I forgot that there was another one I'm just <laughs> Like, if I did not have this podcast, this is supposed to be an episode of AEW Dynamite that would make me stop watching this show every week. I just, like, uh, if something gets hyped, I'll watch it. Other than that, I'm, I'm, I don't need to watch this wrestling show anymore every week. Because, like, we had the false hope that was last week's episode that was just like, oh, yeah, this is what this show was meant to be. This was, like, the, the good wrestling and simple stories that we want out of this television show, that everyone wants out of this television show. And then it didn't even, like, go back back to us what it was it's worse than what it was this is far and away the worst episode of television they've ever done with a bunch of the worst segments they've ever done and like there is a common denominator between the nightmare collective and the dark order but oh, i'm just I'm, I'm, ba- I'm i'm truly baffled i'm truly baffled like that this is their change the world pro wrestling like really yeah. <laughs> it's just more of the same bullshit that people wanted an escape from <laughs> Exactly. Like, this is why I don't watch Raw every... This is why I said a scheduled tweet saying watching Raw is a trap every week. Apparently watching Dynamite's a trap, too. It's a trap, but it's even worse because sometimes it, like, tantalizes you. It's like, hey, hey, this is what you want? This is what... Nope. 
a bunch of shit. This show, like, God, I was just, I wasn't even going to tweet during the show last night because I was lying in bed and I was feeling, like, tired and a little sick. So I'm just like, I'm just going to lie here and watch Dynamite. And then it, it just made me madder and madder. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's just like, what are you doing? I threw my hands up just then. No one could see, but I hope you felt it. The Rhodes brothers faced the, the Lucha Bros. In a, it was a uh, game. The Brotherhood, thank you. Oh, fine. It was a perfectly decent match, but who? Uh, at this stage, like the good faith I had for this wrestling show was just gone. Like, completely yeah, like, gone. What are we going to do? We're not going to be like, haha, well, that was weird. Let's move on. No, it's just now we're in bad moods watching it. Yeah. Cody Rhodes and Dustin beat the Lucha Bros. Uh, but the Lucha Bros losing all the time. What the hell is, like. Ah, they they were talking about, uh, actually, it was a line from Excalibur. Don't let the number at the end of their win-loss record uh, trick you. They're one of the best teams in the world. Well, Excalibur, if they keep on losing all the time, they are certainly, by no standard, one of the best teams in the world. I just want more. (laughs) Is it, like, wrong for us to just expect more from them? (laughs) Like, do I feel stupid for buying into their marketing bullshit? Maybe? I don't know, like, mm. I, at the very least, I did not expect this show to fail in a way that made it feel like Monday Night Raw. Like, it, it might have been too jokey, like, being the elite, or maybe, like, they got too into the weeds with the, 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 the win-loss records and the sports stuff. But no, it's just, it's the same wrestling you see on Monday night. That's what this show was. I don't see how Tony Khan can be sitting back there with his ideas of sport presentation for this, watching the Nightmare Collective and going, yes, this is what I had envisioned. This is what I pumped hundreds of millions of dollars into to create. This is what I was, this is what I wanted when I was fantasy booking Claudio Casagnoli. (laughs) This is what I wanted. I definitely had this kind of angle. Tony Khan has definitely played TEW. Hmm. Like, this is not the company he created. <laughs> Hire us. We do great TW stuff. Do we? I once had... A this is basically what we us. do! This is basically what we do at TW! Don't give us the book! <laughs> we get bored, and then Terry Funk dies, and I have written into Shane the show that Shane McMahon killed him. It's just, that's the kind of thing I do at TW. <sighs> I, I do, like, I do feel like so much wrestling gets caught in that trap where they start writing it for themselves instead of writing it for their audience. And, like, the Brandy Road stuff is so thoroughly written for themselves and so thoroughly not written for the audience. Like, who in their right mind would have thought, yes, Rio against Chris Statlander, this is what we should do. And I saw someone argue that, oh, you can't pin Chris Statlander clean. What kind of bullshit is that? She's been in she this company a her month. first match. Yeah, it's like, for the love of God, she is not going to lose a single solitary thing losing to the women's champion. Also, this is the first year of the company. <laughs> like... Rehab isn't impossible for these characters if they lose a match. And the other... Oh, that, that reminds me of another thing I get mad at people saying. Oh, it's only their 14th show or whatever. They've only been doing it for three months. I would say fine if these shows weren't actively getting worse. That's my problem. These shows used to be pretty good. <laughs> I give them that excuse when they're on a run of good stuff. <laughs> but, like, when they so thoroughly go off the road, it's like, I, I can't even give you that anymore. It's like, oh, they're inexperienced with TV. What, they're just, like, no, they were fine on, on October, what is it, 2nd or 3rd, whenever that first show was. That was a great episode Cody of television. Been on TV for, like, 10 years. And yeah, they were fine last week. <laughs> Everything was fine mm. then. They keep doing these, I'll answer your question next week promos, and they 
fucking stink. What's worse is like fair enough the the Moxley one and then like then Aaron Anderson's like oh next week but then they just have MJF come out and they cut a promo for ten minutes after Cody says he'll tell him next week and it's just What's like, like don't do it in the ring you know the reaction that's gonna get yeah the pacing of these stories are glacial and I I get it like the pay per view's not for another six weeks or so six weeks of TV two months. It's the, 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 the 29th is the pay-per-view. So however many weeks of TV until the 29th, that's how it's six or seven. But like, yeah, the pay, the story, the, these stories are just, just trudging slowly along through the mud. And it's just like, everything is, oh, we'll, we'll punt it down the line for another week. We'll punt it down the line for another week. And Cody is a baby face who's not accepting a challenge, which I think is, I, I don't, I don't care for that. Like he's, especially he's, with the shtick that his character has been this entire time. I, I it's don't. Like it goes. It's the complete opposite of what his character has shown to be doing. Yeah, I really don't care for that fired up Cody babyface being like, "Whatever it takes for me to get my hands on you, you slimy piece of crap." And like, if if that's the character that they, oh he brought in Aaron to stop him from making rash decisions like he did when he gave up all his title shots, like that's just a bad story. Then I don't care about that. Hmm. MJF comes out to cut a promo. He um he mistimed it. <laughs> yes, this is the funny thing. If you're watching on fight, he did the ten second count a little too early, and the producer on the floor, like when he was halfway through the count, is like, "No, no, no, we're not in the air." So immediately he comes back. It's like, "Oh, I'm giving you till ten again." <laughs> and the crowd. They, they they lost their great Art Anderson hospice line. They did. Yeah. Only the fight TV audience will know. The five bucks a month I pay for that content. Um, Five bucks a month you pay for that content for me. Nice, you thief. Got him. You owe me Got him. Yeah, I'm roasting you, all elite. MJF. Oh, thanks, Cody, for wearing a shirt for the country, though. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's nice enough. Go buy that shirt. There's a banner on NXT as well. Yeah, I was going to bring that up at that point, but yeah, go donate. But yeah, MJF is like, oh, Cody, but before he's interrupted by DDP. Big future star DDP! A month ago, the Butcher and the Blade debuted on this television show as a credible threat. They defeated Cody in a tag team match, even if they pinned QT Marshall. And now they're being laid out like goofs by DDP, and DDP was going to lay out the rest of them if he wasn't dropped with a low blow. And then they just announced later in the show that DDP is wrestling next week, which, like, I'm... Uh, why? Like, like, have him cut that promo. He got beaten up. Go backstage and have DDP cut that fiery babyface promo. It's like, how if you want to jump me, jump me to my face. Because next week it's going to be the three of us against the three of you. Do that promo. Connect those dots. Don't just have the, the announcers say, oh, next week DDP will be wrestling. Because, like, DDP wrestling is a pretty big deal for the most part. Like, I it don't think... zero reaction from the live crowd. Yeah. But the people usually like DDP. Maybe it depends where they are. Maybe Memphis hates DDP. But yeah, MJ, MJ, like this segment annoyed me because as he said, they're kicking the story down the road. Cody, uh, D, MJF and Wardlow were beating up DD, DP, DDP and Cody just didn't make the save. And I would have Dustin said... Dustin did. Yeah, I would have said... The real roads, brother. I would have said, fine. Like, he just wrestled, though he's distracted. But then Dustin came out, which just undermined that too. And it's just... Everything about this show is just... I'm just... No. Go away. Be better. Jurassic Express defeated Best Friends. We had some more in Cassidy fun. At least there was a See, bit I, of joy there. I would have liked this had the rest of the show not been dog shit. Yeah, we got some more in Cassidy fun. That's all this This like, Orange Cassidy is still the biggest star on this program. Rightfully so. 
The crowd stood up for him. He's the best. He's just like, he's the most wholesome good thing about this show because he's never bad. And then we got a bunch of match announcements, Garrett. Next week, we have Pac against Darby Allen, DDP, QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes against MJF Butcher and the Blade, and Sheeta and Statlander versus Kong and Cruz. We also have... Mel. No, Mel. Is she just going by Mel? Mel. Well, that's what um, Brandy called her. Maybe that's it, she intimate list- No, she was listed terms. as Mel oh, on the thing. For God's sake, that's a catchy name. And then in two weeks... What do we have in two weeks? Jurassic Express versus Chris Jericho and Proud and Powerful. Oh, yeah. On the boat. Uh, next week uh, has been announced since the show, John Moxley against Sammy Guevara. Oh, I didn't know that. So there you go. Do you think that'll be better than the Darbs match? Uh, no, Darby's better than Sammy. Yeah, but Sammy is more like it'll be more of a face heel dynamic, and I think the crowd will be more into it, which helps raise matches. Nah, I just think he'll beat him in like nine minutes, and it'll be a nice three and a quarter start star match. I hope he takes the uh, Darby bump at least. Yeah, he should. He's a young man who can spike himself on his head. He did it for the regular boy, which we see in this segment. Yes, John Moxley comes to the ring with the inner circle, and they're like, "Oh!" And Moxley's like, "I oh. did a raw segment." They sure did. I'd like, as I said, if you go back and listen to this podcast when they first did <laughs> this, I beat. literally outlined exactly what the segment for would beat. be. And like, I as I said then, I'd be fine with it. Turns out, I'm not because this segment was like twice as long as it needed to be. Why did? Why was the celebration like for five minutes straight? I was don't it just to know. sell that it was real. And, like, people are like, oh, well, he had to get the car keys off of Jericho. You couldn't have done that in, like, two minutes. Jericho could have been like, thank you, here are the car keys. Then he hits him with a bottle, DDTs, the other one gets out of there. It's a three-minute segment. The crowd, like, the, and, like, it got a reaction, but it didn't get nearly the reaction I anticipated it would. Probably because... Because the crowd it, was beaten down. <laughs> yeah, it completely outstayed its welcome. Yeah. And, yeah. This show... That Inner Circle shirt's pretty cool, though. I'd, I'd get one if... I had money. I do have money. And it, it had, like, the, the spray thing on it, like Mox's logo, so I thought that was like, ooh, it might be real. Uh, I kind of wish it was real. I kind of wish Mox did join. They should release the shirt anyway, just to sell it. Yeah. Just to make money. They should have joined just, to ma- <laughs> just because, like, the Elite have, like, all the stars, so, like, having another group that has the two biggest stars outside of them... <laughs> Well, I don't think Mox fits in that group at all, but sure. Yeah, but like that, like he said, that group is stupid. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's Dynamite, Liam. Did you, did you enjoy Dynamite? <laughs> this was the first bad episode. I even like the, yeah, the episodes people like thought were really bad. I generally didn't like super dislike. Even yeah, the one before We always Christmas said they were just, like, just like, like a five out of ten. Like they were just average whatever. This was their first like dud bad this is just a yeah. dud of a wrestling show that if it was on it monday one. night you'd be I like i can give yeah. it a one for that six man <laughs> nothing else is good well the opener was fine as well before all yeah, hope and joy in the world is gone no all hope and joy in the world is gone also i think that was my favorite match of the week <laughs> it might have been speaking of favorite <laughs> matches of the week it's oh god wwe nxt this is my brutality i <laughs> After watching that episode of AEW Dynamite, which is the most annoying WWE tropes on earth, when NXT opened (laughs) with the parade of people interrupting each other, one after another, I'm like, I have given up on wrestling. I never want to see any pro wrestling ever again in my life. Listen, 
if there's one trope I'm I don't mind, it's the hit everyone's music, come out, have a chat thing. <laughs> but like, and you know what? Even better, I liked it more just because. I watched NXT first for the first time ever because I was like, you know what? Normally I watch NXT second and I'm, I'm like, I'm all hyped up and, you know, I'm sad. And I'm like, I was going to have to watch NXT now. But I was like, yeah, I'll watch NXT first. And then I was like, I should have watched NAEW first. <laughs> and, like, even before they did the parade of people interrupting each other, Rhea Ripley cut this promo. And, like, I, I forgot this is the first time it's been since she, like, she won the belt. And she comes out and she's just like, she's like, Memories. They're amazing. And she's like, literally, she's what? speaking to kill time. She's waiting to be interrupted by Tony Storm. Yeah, it, it really looked like they were meant to hit that button like five times, but they might have been like testing her or something. Yeah, and yeah, if she, they were testing her, she failed. Because she, she shouldn't talk. Why is that her character? Her character should be like just badass. Yeah, she's here being like, oh, the memories. The memories. They the, fill the me memories. with joy. I don't even like, that's all I remember. I remember saying memories like four times. And then she thanked the fans, and as you said, she she talked about like I don't know about two sentences longer than it felt like she planned to, and then Tony Storm mm. finally interrupted her, and you could literally see the relief on her face. Tony Storm's cool. About time she showed up. Yeah, but then we we had the parade of people interrupting each other: Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray, and Candice LeRae. Also, Lee Ray and LeRae. Look at all these people with their similar names. Uh, all interrupted one another. That would never go in my WWE. <laughs> to set up a six uh six uh, woman tag team match i know you said six man tag team match aren't i the worst um no respect absolutely not and wrestling has me conditioned to be sexist <laughs> in which the work in this tag team match was fine but like it again it's just wwe tropes oh they're fighting but for Garrett, the heels don't get along <laughs> they're fighting for 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 momentum uh, before nxt takeover uk the heels liam did you realize they don't get along don't get along and, like the and work is pretty dropped kicked bianca <laughs> which bianca by the way stood there for about 30 seconds waiting to be drop kicked yeah i think something happened off screen where we were like EO might have flubbed the first springboard or something. Because there was a reaction and nothing happened, and then she did it. Mm. So yeah, Candice, Rhea Ripley, and Tony Storm defeated Bianca Bellario Shirai and Kaylee Ray when but the heel team Candace exploded. But at the title. Even though it's the matches, Tony Storm against Candice, or against Rhea, isn't it? For the yeah, but dopey. they all want the title. That's the story. Alright, but yeah, Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley has been made for... What's the name of that show? Uh, Worlds Collide. There we go. I know you said United We Stand, but that was an Impact show last year. Takeover Worlds Collide. No, there's Takeover Portland coming up at some stage or another. <laughs> That's so stupid. Like, just having the names of the cities being it. Because, mm. like, oh, I'm, I'm Finn Balor, I'm going to cut, cut this promo. And then it's like, Portland. <laughs> The big dramatic reveal yeah. of NXT TakeOver Portland. And it's the worst when they get to, like, the third or fourth. Like, NXT Brooklyn 3. Yeah. I'll meet you at NXT Brooklyn 5. I wish they did it for War Games, though. It's like, we're gonna go to War Games 6. War Games. They add an extra S onto every, every successive They add year. a Z. War Games. <laughs> Imperium defeated the Forgotten Sons in a match that existed. Did it? It was pretty good for what it was, but yeah, it was a five-minute tag. 
I think I literally wrote in my notes this was pretty good for a Forgotten Sons match. Yeah, various Forgotten Sons are fine. It's just you, you can't that. you can't you possibly right care now. about them. Hey, it's Gunner. Yeah, you're the second person I've had an argument about dismissing Gunner with today. Then we got a, the best part of this show, which was the backstory to the Broserweights. Oh yes, please please explain. So, oh no, I don't remember it verbatim, but. <laughs> Uh, Matt Riddle was like, hey, so I went up to Pete Dunn and I was like, bro, want a team? And he did like his Pete Dunn thing. And then I did my bro thing. And that's how the Broserweights were born. It's art. It's high art. <laughs> Good God. What was it? What did they try and get nominated for again? Was it a Golden Globe? <laughs> They should be. There's a masterpiece. They should be. Look at them they looking for a team. The bros are whites. Uh, and we got, um, even more important, we had a Keith Lee promo in front of a flag. Ooh, new flag? No, but I thought it was noteworthy because it was a promo in front of a flag. Oh. Were there any other flags in the show while we're on the flags? Well, okay. I don't know if it's a new flag, but it might have been an updated flag. Okay. Because Damien Priest had a flag. And I'm not sure it had the same logos as the old Damien Priest flag. A reminder, you're so meant I to be think... tweeting pictures of these flags. Well, see, it wasn't. An, I wasn't sure if it was a new one or not. But I was going to mention it. If if you tweeted it originally, you'd be able to compare. This is this is a fall, failing on your 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 flag tweeting, Liam. Listen, my country's on fire. You can't say this. <laughs> That's fair. Go donate. <laughs> Uh, we got a, got a Gallus video, so set up Gallus later, sure. Then I was, I had the crushing disappointment of Austin Theory coming out, and then he was facing DJZ, and I was like, DJZ's on NXT, woo! Oh no. Sorry, I, I don't know who DJZ is. Sorry, Joaquin Wild, burp, 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 burp. Thank you. He still does the burp, 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 burp the, so really. That's Joaquin that the Joker Wild. I'm just like, no, they're gonna kill DJZ for Austin Theory. Very upset. And then it was kind of a blame match, too. Yeah. Especially after that, like, good Austin Theory Roderick Strong match, which you definitely went back and watched, like I told you to. I totally did. NXT on Christmas Day was a big priority for me. Yeah. Yeah. Don't squash DJZ. Do something. This was DJZ's return from injury as well, and they just had him beaten no, three minutes. It wasn't. It was on NXT though. Ah, oh, okay. I was gonna say he was on Two Hundred Five Live. And he had. Uh, I suppose he actually he hasn't been on NXT since the breakout tournament, has he? No, because he died. He did get injured. Undisputed Era faced Gallus in a match that was very boring. No one no one gave a shit about you, the NXT UK tag champs. It's Gallus. How could you possibly care about Gallus? Why do they love Gallus so much? I don't understand it. Like, Mark Coffey is just a guy who exists for reasons I will never truly why understand. Is, why is Joe Coffey main eventing his second takeover? Uh, I don't, what's, well, who's he facing? It's, it's him against Walter, isn't it? Yeah. Like, just why? <laughs> like, surely there's somebody else. Of all the people that you're like, let's have face Walter, you're like, yes, Joe Coffey. That's, that's the match we need. We have to go back and watch that 40-something minute Pete Dunne match just to see what it was. <laughs> that's a historic match now. Uh, you can vote for it in match of the year. Like that's an excuse when Voices of Wrestling match of the year gets going. You can that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, you can. Yeah, that's your excuse for going back to it. I don't want to. Gallus <laughs> it was all just a bit. It Gallus was all a bit. wrestled Red Dragon 
one of the best teams in the world for the last decade. And like, this was the most forgettable match of all time. I don't remember a single spot. I remember I, I remember one where one of the Gallus threw the other Gallus over the top rope and Mauro called it a Fosbury flop and I got very mad because it was nothing even remotely resembling a Fosbury flop. Hell yeah. And I'm like, don't you, don't you dare call something that's not a Fosbury flop a Fosbury flop. AJ Styles would be ashamed of you. Everyone's ashamed of everything. And like Dick Fosbury, he didn't revolutionize the high jump Liam. For Mauro just to bastardize his legacy like that. To really diminish the, the, the innovative maneuver he he brought to the high jump to jump over that bar. And there is Mauro just throwing a guy to the floor. That was just a flop, Liam. That wasn't a Fosbury flop. Bloody this whole day of shows was a flop. Got him. I'm re- I'm good at this jabbers. This, this is- jabs. Champion versus champion matches should be worth something. In theory, but that uh, there, there's like an intrinsic part of that. The champions in that match need to be worth something. Also, shouldn't this have been a world's glide thing? Uh, sure. Well, this was a, all this the was champions a... facing each other. Oh, because they're going to lose the titles at Takeover UK. I don't know what the takeover is called. Uh, I believe it's NXT UK, uh, uh, NXT UK Takeover Blackpool. Maybe Blackpool Two. Is there a two on the uh, end of it? It's the second one in Blackpool. I'll meet you at Blackpool Two. By the way, the two, the tag matches on the show were Dusty uh, Dust, Dusty Classic tag matches, and they opened the show with a video package that had Dusty Rhodes talking about how like I love tag team wrestling and we have tons of good tag teams in NXT, and it was like old footage in an old VO line. And it just felt weird to me. It felt like... He doesn't know half these teams. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like He wasn't there for them. He doesn't know. The tag team division sucks now. It's just like... It felt like watching uh, Rise of Skywalker when you saw uh, Carrie Fisher. And you're like... They've just weirdly put her into this film in a very strange, weird way to serve her as their, their, their own personal goal. I know Cody apparently approved of them using the Dusty Classic name again. It's still the the way they used that footage was very strange. It felt like, as odd. you said, like it felt like a an endorsement of current NXT when it that it, 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 it obviously wasn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have to talk about this Gargano promo. I didn't mind this Gargano promo. It was one of the things on the show I'm like less angry with. I thought Johnny cut a good promo about how he was upset that he was taken off of TakeOver and TakeOver means a lot to him. And then Finn mocked him and now they have a match. I thought, yeah, this was fine. I'm I'm on board with this. I like the context of it. I like the story idea. I also liked him going, uh, saying something along the lines of like, oh, you said you love this place, but when you got the call, you left. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that's actually kind of good. Yeah. But that all being said, Gargano isn't cool. He's not the coolest guy. And Finn is very cool. There's a leather jacket. Yeah. Gargano was a dope. <laughs> what did I call him a few weeks back? A human ladybug? He is a human ladybug. That is true. He's a very timid, lame man. <laughs> exactly. That's like, what are you doing, bro? I don't believe you. I don't think that you're actually fired up. <laughs> you know how a few weeks ago I mentioned how JR mocking himself doesn't make him cool? Yes. Gargano mocking the, or in this case, the WWE mocking the WWE's lame nicknames for people doesn't make them not lame. Yes. Gargano mentioning the extraordinary man who does extraordinary things <laughs> doesn't mean that, like, you're forgiven. 
it's still stupid and you still approved it. That is one of the words, because that's not even wordplay. That's just like, you just use the same word twice. That's, mm. that's, that's not how that works. No. And then we got Takeover Portland. Uh, Alex Shelley and Kushida, they're coming back for the Dusty Classic. Which they're... I told you last week! You did. When, when Liam said Time Splitters last week, that was in fact not just him speculating. It was a scoop. It was a scoop. Y'all should have learnt. You should know by now. Everything I say is truth. <laughs> yeah. There was a feature on WWE.com today. It's like, who is Alex Shelley? And it it's like the most... It was like th- three sentences that mentioned like didn't mention ring of honor didn't mention tna it didn't like they're like alex shelley is a very accomplished tag team wrestler and it didn't mention the motor city machine guns it's like i get what they're doing it's a bullshit w.com piece but don't even bloody write it if that's what it's going to be also can you not just like give him the big debut when everyone goes whoa like you have to say it the week beforehand but yeah, like yeah. Even if you don't want to like do the match this week, you can still just do an angle where I don't know who they're facing. I could look at the brackets, but I can't find. You could just tease it, be like, "Oh, I'm facing someone," and or like, because she was just like, "Hey, I got someone from my part," like something, anything. You don't have to, but don't just say Alex Shelley and show a picture of him. Yeah, or you could have someone jump Kushida and then Shelley makes the save. You could do this a million other ways. I just think that's such a lazy thing to do, and it doesn't give him his big like debut moment. Well, I guess you'll get it next week. Mia Yim defeated Caden Carter in a wrestling match that has existed on NXT television. Would you like to see my notes for this? Uh, it was on the the eighth of January, twenty twenty. <laughs> no, I didn't even. Uh, my note was, "Who could even care?" Yeah. And I like Mia Yim. I actually like Caden Carter. I just why. Why is why? a good question. Speaking of why, Chelsea Green debuted after the... Or I guess, is this technically a debut? I don't even know. Uh, well, has she, well, she hasn't... Has she been on TV? She remember she, she was in a, in a Battle Royal or some shit. And she appeared in the crowd at one stage, and she was on Raw recently in main event. Oh, yeah, VXT. Yeah. Where's her, Tiana? <laughs> I don't know. But, but she's being managed by Robbie E. <laughs> oh, you mean Tony Khan? <laughs> Or Robert Stone, sorry. Oh, uh, we got there eventually, shit. Oh, I knew it was one of the three. Like, Robbie E is on NXT TV. That's wild. They just need Sam Shaw How long has he been in the company now? It's been about a year, year and a half at this stage. At least, like, Sam Shaw had been on the show before. That's true. So we have DJZ, we have Trevor Lee, we have Robbie E, we have, we have Laurel Van Ness. This is such a, oh, this is, this is looking more and more like 2016 Impact, Liam. Are you excited? TNXT we is have finally Gunner. True. You can't forget about Gunner. Who could ever forget about Gunner? So many TNA stars. Alex Shelley's coming back. Look at this show. Look at this big TNA wrestling show. It's, it really is a weird hybrid of like 2016 TNA and 2016 Ring of Honor. With uh, like, it, It's like 2016 TNA, 2016 Ring of Honor, and then Evolve had a baby. I like how you went through all these names and you're like about people who weren't in the segment. You even brought Robbie E, but you didn't bring up Chelsea Green, <laughs> who was also there. I, I did. I said Laurel Van Nestleum. I used I used oh, her, sorry. her TNA sorry, wrestling. Sorry, I use LVN. That's how I know. Former Knockouts champion. How many former TNA champions were on this show? 
Well, there's Robbie E, who's a former television and X Division champion. There's uh, Trevor Lee, who's a former tag team and X Division champion. Uh, Sam Shaw never won a belt. Uh, Laura Van Ness is a former Knockouts champion. Uh, Alex Alex Shelley, uh, DJZ is a former X Division and tag team champion. Alex Shelley is also a former X Division and tag team champion. Mia Yim. Mia Yim, former Knockouts champion. And yes, indeed. (laughs) This is stupid. What? This is a stupid, weird company. Yeah. This is TNA, baby. Who described it as Triple H's TW game? I don't remember. Uh, John, I think it was John. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really what it is. It's just a random collection of signings in TW. Which is weird, because we described this week's AEW as, like, not Tony Khan's AEW TW game. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah, AEW is one of our weird ones, <laughs> and NXT is one of our good ones. <laughs> Uh, that brings us to our main event, in which Keith Lee defeated Cameron Grimes, Donovan Dijakovic, and Damian Priest in a, a pretty good main event. This feels like a demotion for Keith Lee, though. He faces Roderick Strong for the NXT US title in two weeks. But again, US yeah, the US title? title. <laughs> or, uh, oh, the old the NXT US title. I, I booted Canada, Canada out of this championship. I'm so sorry. Well, has a Canadian <laughs> even held it? Uh, yeah, the NXT North American Championship. Sorry. Thank you. Please put some respect on Canada's name. Uh, but yeah, Keith, Keith Lee, it feels like a demotion. After that bloody Survivor Series thing, they had him lose the tag title match, and now he's wrestling for the mid-card title. And See, I'm like, they really didn't I think d- about any follow-up to that. <laughs> I think it was a demotion if I thought they were going to do anything else with him. <laughs> mm. Like, at least it's something. Roderick Strong made events, like, every three weeks. So at least Keith Lee will probably do that now. Yeah. I assume he wins. If he loses, take back any praise I give this. <laughs> there was a spot in this match where Keith Lee pounced Donovan Dijakovic over the top rope, and it was a great-looking move. And then uh, someone pinned somebody, and within like five or six seconds, Dijakovic was back to break up the pin. And like nothing in this match matters. Who cares? It, it went from like dumb fun into just dumb. I have some notable spots that I wrote down. Good or bad? <laughs> that's what this was. It was spots. Nice. Um, actually, it was cool. And one's good, one's bad. Okay. All right. So first thing, um, Damien Priest. Every time he does his dive, he looks like he's going to die. Yes, he does. He's a very tall man, Bec- and he goes so short and so close to the edge of the ring every single time. He's he's very long. There's a lot of them that can hit that. That hit that ring. <laughs> Point two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, b- booting Damien Priest in the face while he was aesthetically pinning someone <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> and three, <laughs> the Keith Lee rising up shtick is old and I hate it now. Mm. He did it the first time. It was a cool, like, organic kind of moment. Then on... Oh, you, you haven't watched the Christmas episode, have you? I haven't. They redid the spot, but he had a Christmas hat on. <laughs> That's actually really good, though. <laughs> yes, but then he did it this week, and now it's old, and I hate it. Cool. And now it's Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong in two weeks, baby! Cool. Uh, next week, we get the Women's Battle Royal to determine Rhea Ripley's opponent in Portland, as well as two more Dusty Rhodes classic matches, which I couldn't possibly know there, because I don't have the brackets in front of me. Now the city name Portland just makes me giggle. Yeah, big fan of Oregon. Give me some Oregon facts. It's in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Which means there's probably like lots of trees there. It's probably pretty scenic. 
Is that where Daniel Maccabe is from? Uh, I'm not sure he's from Oregon, but he is uh, in that region of the world. I meant the region. Hmm. Well, there you go. Portland, Oregon. So that means um, Rhea Ripley's opponent is going to be Daniel Maccabe. I think that's that's the through line there. <laughs> that would be so sick, though. <laughs> that's WWE NXT. That, like, this show was a bad show versus a paint-by-the-numbers show. Yeah. Like, nothing was particularly interesting about either. Neither really had an outstanding match. This was a boring, bland episode of NXT up against an utterly terrible episode of AEW. That's... I wonder who we will pick to win. Liam, what's your match of the week? Can you go first? I'm gonna go... Probably the NXT main event, because when it was dumb fun, it was very fun, but it also veered into stupid fun every so often. But it's still better. I hate Dynamite. It's the worst show on the sh- or Earth. They should cancel it, and they should go away. <laughs> How did it do better than last week? Because like, last week was a good should've... show. Yeah, like, people should have tuned off, though. <laughs> but they, they, they heard all the good words that Dynamite was back. They tuned in, and they they didn't leave. But the... I also have a theory that maybe, perhaps, the, mo- the more they're like WWE, potentially the better they'll do. Because there's 2.5 million people that watch... I know, it's a terrible thought. It's thought I really, really, really don't like. (laughs) But there's 2.5 million people who habitually watch wrestling every week, and that's WWE Wrestling. So if AEW's a little more like the wrestling that they watch, in theory, it's a lot... uh, In fact, NXT is a weird hybrid of being like the wrestling they watch, but also very much not like the wrestling they watch. NXT's a strange show. It's the wrestling they watch, but bland yeah you see like it has a lot of the tropes of the wrestling they watch but the wrestling is a lot better and like just super indie uh, NXT is a weird show so yeah if AEW veers more toward being more like Monday Night Raw in theory it's easier to get that 2.5 million people who habitually watch wrestling to watch it's easier to get them to watch than it is to convert people who gave up watching two years ago and saying look come back and watch our show I hate that thought uh, it's it's literally something it's, very, I was it's just, a scary thought I, I saw the AEW number and then I just like I was just lying in bed just thinking it's like oh that's where my brain went so there you go it's like wrestling has passed yourself by <laughs> mm. it's, it's not um, even i don't even think it's that i think it's that just wre's way no, of so, pro just, wrestling sorry, tv wrestling just tv wrestling no not even like no, I, I just think it's as simple as WWE has conditioned people to think wrestling is should be one way and like the the, the they can't have it any other way and you need so what to you're saying be- is we must brainwash new fans. That's legitimately that's what I'm saying. You need to recondition yeah. fans to a new kind yeah. of television wrestling. And the more AEW does the bullshit, the less they're conditioning fans to a new kind of television wrestling. Maybe that's the long plan. They get them in with the WWE shit, and then they can start switching back and turning them to good wrestling. Ah, you see, this they'll do every second week. So every week will be an episode mm. like last week. That's for us, and then every second ah. week is an episode for them. And we'll it's, call it's it one the for Jim you. Ross model. It truly is. Uh, have you decided on a match of the week yet? Can I pick the Broserweights backstory? That's not a match. Uh, um, <laughs> I'll NXT main event, I guess. You can go with the AEW opener. It's fine. They're like the same. They're both three and a quarter. Who gives a shite? Uh, show of the week, Liam. Which do you prefer? I almost instinctively said AEW. <laughs> <laughs> but it's NXT. 
It is also NXT. And the fan Congrats, poll. Congrats, NXT. You crawled over the line. Oh, well, not in the fan poll. Liam, the fan poll with 368 votes, 62% to 38% NXT. So it was a, it was a comfortable victory in the fan poll. How still only that? I don't know. How have they not reached the 70% mark? AEW has reached the 70% mark. Truly an indictment of NXT that they couldn't just trounce AEW in this poll. Or in the ratings. That's also true. They finished 56. But we don't talk about ratings. We talk about the creative merit of these shows, Liam. Of which there was very little. Where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> don't bother finding me. Go donate to one of the 10,000 charities supporting this country as it burns due to our poor leadership. You can follow us on Twitter at WarGamesPod. If you would like all that ratings talk we don't do, you everything elites there for you, as well as all the other AW news that they cover. Plus, Shake the Ropes covering all the television shows that you could possibly want, other than this one, including what? these ones. What under the like table deal have you made with Shake Them Ropes and Everything Elite? <laughs> I am a polite man who call uh, who 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 plugs the content on the the Great Voices of Wrestling podcasting network, where you can listen to Wrestling Omakase, who which occasionally covers AEW as well, uh, the flagship, which also occasionally covers AEW, Joe Lanza, who puts his freaking uh, AEW reviews behind a, a paywall. We don't do that to you. We give you these reviews Yet. for free. You know what, I, need, I think I need to see the podcast financials, because something ain't adding up here. <laughs> well, I'm, I've am i spent more money than I've made on this podcast, so would you like to contribute toward that? <laughs> Sorry, who didn't go into work today for this podcast? You weren't working today, and we didn't, you can't play that card twice, we're a day late because you went to work yesterday. No comment. Got him. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Bye! -bye. bye.